Hi, everybody. This is Tracy Malone from Narcissist Abuse Support. Um, I am here to talk to you today about the three tips that you should know when you're divorcing a narcissist before you divorce, during the divorce, and after the divorce. So let's get started thinking about the most important tips that you should know before you get a divorce. Um, and the way I break this down is two ways. If it's your decision, you're the discarder. If it's not your decision, then you are the discarded. Um, I was that. That was fun. Um, and so let's go back to, to it's your idea. And um, the advantage of this, the tip to hear is you do have the time to plan, right? It's a huge advantage. It's it's a place where you could store money, um, either either discarded or discarded you know, discarder or discarded, we want to store money. Um, but you have the opportunity, if you're the one knowing it's happening, you can start to store it beforehand, right? You have time to get the paperwork out. You have time to, to research and build a proper team. You're not in panic like the person who just got discarded. Um, if you are the discarded one, and again, what do we do to um, get started here is know your rights because if you are being discarded, you're blindsided, you're in shock, you are not in a good, healthy place. And at this point, gaslighting is so common with a narcissist. This is where they they just, they, the initial shot of, of gaslighting you about a divorce. And the things that they say are intended for you to be frozen in fear, just like, ah, I don't know what I'm going to do, right? So when they, they tell you things like, Gaslighting 101, you'll get no money. There is no money. Nothing is yours. You don't have a right to the house. You're going to be penniless and homeless on the street. Um, I'm going to take the kids away from you, even though you were a stay-at-home mom, right? All of these make the, the, the discarded just crumble because they have no emotional strength, right? They're just in this whirlwind of what's going on. And so when those things come in and that you'll get no money, you'll get no this, I get this on my Zoom screen every single day, that they are being told lies, which are just intended to, to make you free. So know your rights, talk to a lawyer, talk to a coach, talk to me, talk to anybody that's going to give you the truth and know what you have coming so that those things they're saying don't make you freeze even more. That's their goal. Remember that. Um, our second tip in in the what do we do beforehand is um, nothing happens fast. Learn to manage your expectations. Uh, nobody can tell you how long it's going to be to do divorce a narcissist because all divorces with narcissists, I don't care who you are, all divorces are longer than anyone could possibly imagine. I've had people with up to seven or eight year divorces with a narcissist. And trust me, that's pretty darn expensive on top of the length of time, right? Um, but when you're you're looking to to take it to this level, um, it starts with, with temporary orders, right? Um, these are the kind of things that they're going to do that are going to slow it down, right? They're going to delay the paperwork. They're going to quit their job. They're going to reduce their income. They're going to stonewall. They're going to obstruct. These are things that we can expect, right? They're going to hide all the assets. And, and not everybody hides assets. I'd say, of course, I'm getting the ones that they are on my screen, but it's just their right of entitlement that they do take that 
money and hide it. Hide things to give you tax returns, right? The size of your state can slow things down. You know, if you know where the money is, um, chasing that money could also slow you down. Uh, business properties, having a business together, rental properties, the more little details like that, the longer it's going to go. So manage your, your expectations about time because it's not going to happen quickly. And um, what happens is in this, it's why it's so dangerous is people assume that, you know, oh, it will, will be done in a few months and they don't demand that temporary orders. And I've had people a year or two later, just like no temporary orders, no support, mortgage isn't being paid because there was no order for it to be paid, even though there is an unwritten law, doesn't matter to a narcissist, unless it's on paper, they will try to uh, avoid it. So knowing that it's going to take a long time, start the ball rolling, get everything in place, because that's the power of the narcissist to control you for all those extra months when you think, oh, it'll be over soon. Get your, your stuff together and understand, depending on how complicated your case is, I gave you a couple examples, depending on how complicated it is, um, that's how long it's going to take, right? Um, my third tip for before is to build a really strong team, right? You're going to be an emotional like roller coaster and you know, you're going to need courage and strength and emotional resilience. And if they are constantly gaslighting you and lying to you and making everything every single thing difficult, you're not going to have the strength to combat what they're trying to do to you. So if you have a good lawyer, if you have a good coach, if you have a good support group, a therapist, um, these things are going to keep you more grounded so that you can be battle ready. Don't forget that, right? That's the important thing. Now, what do we do during the divorce? What's our my three top tips for what do we do during the divorce, right? First biggest mistake I see is falling for the Trojan horse. Narcissists like to get their ducks in a row. So if you are um, in the middle of it or at the beginning of a divorce with them, they often have different versions of this Trojan horse, I call it, right? So the first one is the fake therapy. Um, you know, you get caught, caught up into the, okay, we can make it work. Let's try and you finally get them to go to therapy, but it's a distraction, right? While you believe and you're holding on to false hope, they are getting their ducks in a row. They are building a wall around money. They are putting it into trust. They are doing all kinds of sneaky stuff. You have to remember that this is um, important. There's a whole lot of other Trojan horse things that they do, but be careful because during the divorce, they're going to serve you all kinds of lies and it's going to be coming in the Trojan horse world. Uh, I think my second tip would have to be that um, we have to plan for the gray areas. And I have a chapter in my book, Divorcing Your Narcissist, you can't make this shit up, that is called preparing for the gray areas of a divorce decree. Narcissists see everything in black and white and except that they live in the gray. So if it doesn't say what time Christmas ends, they will take the kid and never give them back. If it doesn't have things bookended, it starts here, it ends here. Very detailed. And trust me, lawyers don't like this stuff. They are just like, why? If it's in the decree, it's perfectly normal. It's a law. No, then you've got to take them to contempt of court, motion to compel. You're, you're sitting there, you're building up this stuff. The gray areas are those little details that... Um, 
that we have to get into there. Again, if they're ordered to pay money, let's say sell property or liquidate some of their um, retirement, then when and what if they don't? I think consequences are an important part of the gray areas in and knowing that you need to have something that's really ironclad that lays out every possible situation is going to protect you, right? Um, but I have something in my my book called the What If They Don't Clause. And this was created after I went to a contempt of court hearing with a client and it had been two years since their divorce. He was ordered to pay um, or sell a house, one of their rental houses and give her money. And he hadn't. So she'd filed motions to compel, motions to comply, motions to compel again, over and over, motions of contempt until two years later and $20,000, they were sitting there with me in the, the um, contempt of court trial. And what happened was she'd spent $20,000. Now, at that point, the judge did order him within 30 days. So now we have that boundary thing, right? Within 30 days, you pay her the money. And he's like, well, what if I don't? How long will I go to jail for? He actually said that. Um, we all just sat there with our mouths like, what? <laughs> but um, getting the, the gray areas in there, getting them defined, making sure that if you don't pay. So the, the part of this story that's important is her lawyer stood up after she was awarded. Again, you got 30 days, give her the money or else go to jail. Um, and her lawyer said, well, judge, why should she have been paid $20,000? Um, it cost her $20,000 to get to this point today to fight him on something he was ordered by you to do two years ago. And the judge said, I wish I could, but it wasn't in the first decree. So as soon as we left there and we're out in the hallway, I'm like, what should have been in the first decree. I need to know that. And then I had a lawyer write it up for me, right? So planning, what if they don't, is going to protect you from post-legal abuse. It's in my book. We'll explain more. Um, the next part is, is understanding um, mediation tips. I think if we don't understand how dangerous it is to go into mediation, it sounds like it's the friendly way and we're going to go in and we're going to have a nice thing. You're talking about the devil spawn. You're not talking about somebody who's going to go in there and, and actually be cooperative. If they aren't cooperative at home and talking about this in an open way, don't expect them to change when they get into mediation, right? Um, don't ever go into mediation unless you've got all the financial like information that you need. I hate it when I have people go in and they go into mediation and they never got a single financial document and they made some random offer like, hey, I'll give you $50,000 have a nice day when the estate was worth millions, right? You need to know what's on the table and you need full financial disclosure. If you don't do that, you don't go into in, you know, mediation. This should be a law, but it's not. Um, you should also try to have a base order offer, right? Whether you make it or they make it. It's better if they make it, um, especially if they've got the money, then you can sort of see this is where we are. How far do we have to go? Are we negotiating up? Are we negotiating down? Um, if you don't know what you're looking for, it's hard to, to know where you're going, right? So you could spend like 10 hours in mediation getting to that base that should have happened before you walked in there. Please be careful with that. The other thing is I want you to know that um, if they are not negotiating, um, don't waste your time. Don't waste your time on that financial stuff. It's clear it's not going to work. They didn't walk in with an offer and now they're just sitting there. Mine and his family went, I can see them in the other 
conference room, shaking their head, nope, nope. And the mediator would come back and go, nope, their their position is not one red penny. And so I wasted eight hours sitting there. We never got to one level. You can use this time if you are with the mediator and the money is like bunk, we're not talking, they're not, they're not giving, they're not bending, they're not negotiating. That's what like mediation is about. If they're not negotiating, um, use that time to try to, if you've got kids, to try to negotiate some of the parenting stuff. Because now you've got almost you've got a mediator. That's what their job is. Okay, do you want this? Do you want that? Let's talk about this. Use that time with an experienced person and or leave. Like if you don't have kids, get the heck out. Out of there don't waste forty thousand dollars sitting in a, in a, a mediation that is not going anywhere because you'll be back another month and it will be the same game so be really careful um the, the biggest mistake i see in the mediation is not having things ask for things that you don't want so that you can give them back right it's it's negotiation it's leverage it's a little here it's a little there right if you sit there and go okay i'll take this you're gonna get that if you go up here, you might get back to where you want to be. So make sure that you are building in a, a, a thing. If you don't want, you know, full-time coverage, you're happy with 50-50, ask for full, go to 50-50. That's how it works. Talk to your lawyer. It's really important. Okay, if we go into my three tips for after a divorce, and this is what I see probably more on my screen than, you know, in the middle of, of the, the tornado of, of hell. Um, but Afterwards, the people who didn't get help throughout this process, they need to learn to speak in narc, narc speak. And what that means is communication is going to suck with the narcissist, particularly if you have children. If you don't have children, this won't be as relevant. If you're lucky like me, I never spoke to that mother ever again, and it was a good day, right? And But if you have to deal with them, if you've got like parenting and you've got issues and you've got things to close out, you need to be able to talk to them. They're never going to change, but you can change the way that you communicate with them. And there's really helpful ways and great books that can be out there to teach you how to talk to them. Um, if you learn to talk to them differently, again, you have to change. It sucks. I get it. But if you do change, then you're going to have a more peaceful life, right? It's it's sort of a place where you can make them less defensive so that they're not as reactive. They're not as, you know, there in your head face and um, things like yellow rock statements by uh, Tina Swiffin are really helpful for communication, especially if you're one of those family app things. Um, Magic words is one of my favorite books. Uh, it, it gives you these little phrases that soothe their silly, stupid ego, but make them, not as defensive. And that's what we're looking for, right? Um, and then the Biff series of books by Bill Eddy are really super helpful. Second tip for after divorce with a narcissist is learn the skills to let go. You know, this sounds like, let it go. No, we're not talking about that. This is, um, you know, it's too heavy to hold all of the things, all of the betrayals, all of the shocking things that have been happening over the last year or two, right? It keeps you in trauma. And even though um, it's it's not like forgiving and forgetting, right? It's, it's, I don't have to hold that hurt. I don't have to hold that. I was hurt when it happened and I'm still pretty damn pissed off about it. But if I sit there and I am holding anger, for years, 
then I'm the one who's ruling my life. It is just not going to be a good life because it's festering inside of you and it's poison. So you need to learn to let things go. Um, I used to teach a forgiveness class and, um, in my normal classes, I would have about 40 people. And when I would do forgiveness, four people show up. This isn't about forgiving and forgetting. You know, that's kind of a, a, a thing that doesn't need to be said, but it is about letting go of the feelings inside of you, the feelings that are keeping you trapped and stuck. That's what's key. Um, and then the next part is learning to uh, trust again because your trust has been obliterated and um, the betrayal mocks the wind out of your sails. And, you know, it's really hard to trust again when all the evidence you have in your past is why you shouldn't. But if you don't learn to trust again, then the poison is worked and that's not okay. That's what they wanted. They want to keep you in this miserable state. So you've got to fight like hell to learn to trust again. And it starts by trusting with yourself. If you don't trust yourself, then you can't trust others, right? And what does it mean to trust yourself? Oh, hmm, I trust myself. No, it's knowing that you know red flags, that you have the confidence to kick someone out of your life, no matter how long you've been with them or how good they look on paper. If they do this and it's not okay with you, then don't keep them for 40 years. That's the thing. If you trusted yourself to go, you know, it's been a, a year and a half, but I can't stand these behaviors. Oh, let me give it a little longer. They're not that bad. Don't settle anymore. Learn to trust yourself that you will kick them out and fall in love with yourself so that you are like, I'm going to protect you, Tracy. I'm not going to let anyone else do that. And I'm safe. When I can feel that about myself and the confidence in my decisions, I do trust myself. And therefore, I'm going to see a lot of narcissists out there, but will I kick them out? Will I allow them to stay? That's the core. Your own self-trust builds on the self, on the trust that you need for others, right? Um, you also have to build a trust policy and a strategy. Most victims of abuse, I ask them, so how do you trust people? And they go, hello, nice to meet you. I did that, right? Well, that's not going to work for you. What are the criterias? What does someone do to, to take your trust, to break your trust, to give you trust? You have to have map this out. What have been your trust policies in the past? Again, hi, nice to meet you. Um, that doesn't really help you. So how do you change the trust policy? You need to build all that stuff. And those are my, what do we do after a divorce um, tips? But I wanna make a couple things that are really clear. I'm trying to get this thing off of here. Um, forcing a narcissist is going to be the greatest challenge of your life. You will see unwitnessed cruelty. I mean, it might've been bad before, but you can't make this shit up. You just can't. The things that are going to happen to you are novel worthy. They're epic and they're going to hurt. And they're going to shock you, right? If you think about the emotional connection that you thought you had, it's gone. You think about the years together, they're meaningless. The dreams that you had together were always just an illusion. Your marriage and your life has been erased. You've been erased, really. Um, if they can erase you from your children's mind, that will be their goal, too. They'll double up on that. Um, but thinking about your children, they become their possessions. And you are the enemy. And all of this is so confusing. So get some help get my book, 
and sit there and learn what to expect. Because if you know what to expect, then you can prepare yourself. If you are blindsided like I was, this stuff comes and you become an emotional basket case. You can't fight for your life. This is a fight for your life situation. So I hope these three tips for before, during, and after help you come to the point of just a little bit of knowledge, build that team, get people that are going to take care of you. And I know a lot of people can't afford coaches and building a team and having a financial, you know, forensic person. I get that, but there's things you can do. I started my own support group to get through my divorce. And, you know, it's seven years later and all of those people are still my friends. So just build your team and build out someone who gets it and understands it. Even if it's getting into my Facebook group and talking to others, doesn't matter if they're across the world, they've been through this. Find support and get yourself through this and start to trust yourself again. Start to believe in a life and let go of all the recordings that the narcissist has poisoned your mind with. This is Tracy Malone. I am a coach. I'm a divorce coach as well. Um, I coach people through all things narcissistic, but I do specialize because of my book and all of the, the research and all of the details and the court stuff. And I have, I have been privy to learn and blessed to learn because now I can help others. Um, you can learn more about me and all of my work and, and the thousands of resources I have on my website, NarcissistAbuseSupport.com. Thank you so much. This is Tracy and I'll see you again next time.